how are you all doing out there? Hello, hello, hello. All flavours land, all flavours universe. I am Wimbo77. And I am naturally Lily. <laughs> no, naturally Lily. Naturally Lily in the studio today and saying hello to you all here on the 1st of December. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It's the 1st of December, Lily. It's the 1st of the last of the year. That's a bit of a month for it. Oh, well, <laughs> we are my first evening wow. joy. Evening joy and evening Norbert from Castries and guest 716 and guest 190. How are you all doing out there? How are you all doing out there? I must say, I've not been very well this past couple of days. Um, I don't know if I, it was a bug or something that I might have picked up. I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, still feeling a bit flaky, but we sure we'll be fine, won't we? We'll struggle along, we'll be fine. Yes, we will be fine. And like I said, it's the 1st of December today. Uh, we spoke about last week about the Windrush yes. generation. And there's lots of lobbying going on this week because they're, they're due to fly the deportees back home on Wednesday. Wow, that's come around quick. It's it? come around very quick. So it was early on, it was much more earlier in the month that I realised than we realised mm. because it is actually this week that all that is going to be taking place. But I do remember reading somewhere literally just after the show we had last week mm. that um they were saying that what the can't remember the company the organization name mm. but they were saying that what they were doing is illegal yes. and there's something in the pipeline don't know if it will affect those on the, the um wasn't it supposed to be the 30th no it was what they said early on in uh, december. Early december okay yeah. um yeah so i don't know if it will affect those deportees but what there's something happening mm. Mm. But they said as well there's about 60 mps that are lobbying Wow, okay. You know, the Home Secretary to cancel it, mm. to cancel these flights to Jamaica. So okay. we'll see. But apparently, from what I saw, it's people that have um, done criminal activity and all that, and not people from the Windrush generation, but still. So those are the ones know, that they're deporting, the ones that have got criminal records and things like that? Apparently, that's it. But that could be anybody, isn't it? And it did say that it was it would be people that were not born in the UK, but a lot of Windrush generation came and they weren't born in the uk were they no you know so you know they're wording they, they word things very very well yeah in it's called entrapment did we hear someone else use that word entrapment no no it was entanglement <laughs> yes it was entanglement theirs was an entanglement yes yes so we have lots to be getting on with tonight yeah and um, we're going to be speaking on young people mm -hmm. we're going to speak on women and men the pay gap you know, do, how do you feel about your wife or your partner earning more than you, your your, your woman earning more than you? Mm -hmm. However, there is a substantial um, discrepancy when it comes to male and female pay. Mm -hmm. And also talking about youngsters and understanding our teens' emotional health mm -hmm. as well. So what do you want to kick off with then, Lily? I quite like the pay gap one. Yeah. I think it kind of, yeah... Okay, okay, yeah. so there's 67,886,011 people within the population. Okay. All right, so there was quite a large number. It, I think they said it was 8 million people that were laid off. Wow. 
eight million, pe eight million people were laid off or furloughed okay. right, this, um, during this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it says among full-time employees, the gender pay gap in April 2020 was 7.4 down from 9% last year. Yeah. But what is the pay gap? Well, it's, oh, 9%? Yes. Yeah. So, and it depends I mean, on... In the UK, mm. how do they determine what the pay gap is? Because, for example, I could say, say looking at someone's profession. Yeah. So, for example, you may have a majority male doctors, for example, and nursing is predominantly female dominated. Those two jobs clearly have a great pay gap. Mm. However, there is an argument as to who does more, more work um but when it comes to other professions like what do they when they offer the job i thought generally you offer the person when you advertise it goes to a man or a woman and then they get what they get mm. uh, they get what is advertised yeah but we can't expect a doctor maybe to get the same as a a nurse do you think that's like two different jobs it is, but what I'm saying is, when you look at the type of job it is, generally, mm. when you look at the professions, they are going to be, like, not saying that doctors is male-dominated, because there are a lot of female doctors, yeah. but you do see a discrepancy in that pay when it comes to the workload. Yeah, yeah, but there's was also speaking about blue-collar workers, like if a woman is a head of a department, for instance, mm -hmm. that she will still get paid less than... Someone that's just a male that's probably under her. I think, do you know what it is? I think I've been quite blind to the fact that I just look at everything in a banding system yeah. <laughs> because that's what that's the industry that I work in. I don't mm. really haven't really thought about you know if you're in more of a not admin but like office based yeah. profession, corporation or anything like that. I never really thought about how they would get. Yeah, but, but women, women, like it says, the pay gap there. And this is, because there's another um, statistic there speaking about it was 15.5% this year, mm -hmm. down from 174 So we can see that it's like 2% drop in the, 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 the pay gap. Mm -hmm. But there's still a pay gap. Women are still not being paid. So why is one 7.4%? down from 9% and then one's 15.5% down from 17%. What's the difference? Because it's one full-time, one part-time. Yeah, well, it says for, um, among full-time payers and then amongst all, oh, amongst okay. everybody. Okay. Yeah, and it says um, that the gender pay gap is close to zero for full-time employees aged under 40. So I guess there's closer pay. So that is basically yeah. saying with more experience, men get paid more than... Women do. That's terrible. <laughs> that's saying, oh, that's fine. When you're under 40, you're generally, you've generally got the same experience. So you, say we went down the route of, we all went to university, we got the entry-level job as the junior office person, mm. and then we worked our way up to executive at 35, 40. Yeah. That's saying, when you get to 40, even though we've technically got the same experience, me and the man that joined the same time as me, he gets paid more. Yeah. Why? We've got the same experience. But it's male-dominated. We're talking about a gender pay gap. 
But the question that we're throwing out to you all uh, this evening is that if your woman earns more than you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel funny about it? Or do you, can you accommodate it? All right, so that's one question that we're going to be throwing out to um, you, the audience out there tonight. Well, how do you feel about your woman earning more money than you? Because quite clearly here, there is, there is a discrepancy when it comes to like pay. But it doesn't seem like that's possible when you look at this though, does it? Women earning more than their, their man. There must be in some instances, because what if you're, say, a high working in a corporation, mm -hmm. but your husband has a lesser role and isn't working in a corporation, he might be doing something else. What, like you're a CEO and he's a... Yeah, could have that. There's many instances, isn't there? Yeah, I I, I feel like it's, there's going to be a bit of an ego that comes behind that when it comes to males. Why? Um, I don't know, I feel like because they... You know, before we were talking about gift giving mm. and we were saying that maybe he might want to get the expensive gifts, but she can technically get it herself. Yeah, but and then he might feel like what he can afford is insignificant compared to her equivalent gift that she would give him. I did see that on uh, something I was watching this week actually, mm. where the wife was earning more than her husband. They yeah. went out for a meal. It was Valentine's Day, and the bill came, and it was about three hundred dollars. Mm. So he went to pay. But his card got declined. Oh, I think I saw that. And she went to pay it. And, and she, she got paid, really upset. Yeah. He didn't feel like a man. He, no. he was really... He weren't happy that she, she earned more than him. Mm. But sometimes, you know... I think we spoke on this, touched on this before, didn't we? Mm. About, um, you know, that it's one point. It's like everyone's there to support each other. <laughs> no? No, because then if she's earning more than him, then technically she's putting more in the pot than he is. Okay. Like, for example, say, for example, he earns four grand a month and she earns two grand a month. She's not going to put the same amount into the pot than he is. He can put half his wage in, which is two grand. If she puts in half, half her wage, that's technically equivalent when it comes to the percentages, but it's not the same amount of money. Yeah. Um. But then if you're saying, no, we both got to put the same amount in the pot, well, then what I that's what all my wages going in the pot compared to what you're putting in. So if it's this, if the script is flipped and it's his wage that's less than yours, yeah. then he's obviously contributing less when you're calculating the exact money amount, even though it's still but you're both working, though, But you're both working and bringing into the house. Should it matter? And does a woman no, have a rainy day fund? It shouldn't matter. I just think, in my opinion, it, it should be, if you have a problem with your woman earning more than you, then mm. either don't go for a high-end woman or Why not? better yourself and get paid more. What do you mean? No, that's no, very... Listen to what I said. If you have a problem with your woman earning more than you, mm. don't go for a high-end woman or better yourself and get paid more right if you're going to be a complainer why would you why would you 
unless it's I mean you could always got the situation that now she she before <clears throat> before she earned less than me and now she's shot up and her career is amazing and she does this on the side and she's got loads of side hustles and she makes more than me and now I earn less than her unless it's like that but I tend to feel like if you've gotten to that stage where you've kind of grown together that shouldn't really matter because mm, you're saying better yourself I don't understand in the sense of of what if you're trained to a certain degree no then, yeah because some know, things you can only go you uh, you can only get to a certain point yeah like it doesn't matter how good you are at your job there's only so much you can make up to a certain point mm. whereas if you then went off and did not saying that you need to go and get a degree on top of your degree some things um require you to learn in an up so for example trading for example if you want to do something on the side you still have to learn to do that yeah. thing on the side so you have in that way i'm talking about bettering yourself um but like i said if you've gotten to a certain point with that person and you've grown with that person i don't see why that really should be a problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's really down to the two individuals and mm-hmm. again if a man's ego kind of gets in the way of the fact that maybe his woman might be earning a bit more than him, mm. whether he, he'll be up for it or not. What do you think out there? What do you think? Do you think it's all right for uh, your woman to earn more, more than you? Are you happy that your woman earns more than you? Or do you feel a bit of a way when you think, oh, you know, maybe you're not bringing as much to the table and feel that you should be like the, the, the dominant breadwinner mm. and you feel bad because maybe like you said you can't afford the things that she can afford yeah. herself but then she, i'm sure she wouldn't put it on him like that yeah but some women are are bitter though isn't it what do you mean like they would make it known that they earn more than their man uh, well that's that's a bit wrong don't you think yeah it's wrong like to lord it but over some him and do it Jeez. Some women do, some women are that woman, well, look at me, I came from nothing, look where I am now, and you're still, you're still where you are, kind of thing. I think in those instances, then it's not surprising if he's got an ego about her earning more than him, because she's kind of making him, she's bringing it to his attention all the time. And feel a way about it. Yeah. Well, that's that's a whole other show, isn't it, when mm-hmm. you think about it in the sense of, that's a lack of respect, I'd have thought. Yeah, fully. It's not respecting him enough to say, not even mention it. Mm. It shouldn't even come into to play, right? You're both going to put into pot to, to manage and sort stuff out. Mm. And, like, this is another thing. But <laughs> in response to your question, then, about the rainy day funds, yes. isn't that a lack of respect, the fact that you've got a little certain something that you're keeping on the side and you're withdrawing, you're withholding that information from your other half? Would you do that? I'm not going to Women, say that. Women, do, 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 <laughs> do you do that? Like, because then that again means that it's a kind of a get out clause. That's what I feel like it is. It's like, oh, if something happens, then I'm sorted. But why do you think of the worst case scenario? Why, why would you even think to that point? Yeah, of the worst case scenario. Mm. Like, yeah, let me have a rainy day fine just in case. Mm. Just in case of what? But then it might be just in case, think, you know, things, not that the fact that you're both going to quit it, mm. but like this year, you might times. fall on hard times. We yeah. did fall on hard times this year. Yeah. And it was very, very difficult. 
And then is that a is that a rainy day fund that you would keep from your partner, or would you say, I've got a rainy day fund, but you're not entitled to it? We've had two pots, two rainy days. Oh man, that's too much. <laughs> See, too much work. Go on, like, about it, but mm. it's very true. Like, yes, rainy day fund just for just in cases, mm. as opposed to do you know what? If anything happens, then I'm I'm sorted. Yeah. You know, so we are talking about a pay gap, the pay gap, and that it does still actually exist in the sense of um, men earning more than women. But how do you feel about your woman earning more than you? So give us a shout. Oh, yeah. Sounds of the king of pop there, MJ, we good rest his soul. Uh-huh. So... Pretty Young Thing, Michael Jackson, and the first track was It's Your World by Jennifer Hudson. And I think it was R. Kelly. How do you feel about still playing R. Kelly songs? I'm sorry, R. Kelly made some bangers. He made some bangers. <laughs> he he really did. did. And if we're painfully honest, we knew how he was way back when when we used to play his music before. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. And there's so many other people that have gotten away with everything and we still probably see them on the TV, see yeah. them wherever. You know, so yeah. we, we can't play, place, play, place the judgment. We have to leave that to someone else. Mm. Yeah. And I will still play our Kelly songs, guys. You know, um, I don't know. She was on that one. So please don't judge me. But wasn't Anthony Hamilton on that as well? On the Jennifer Hudson world, world. Yeah. I don't think so. I thought it was Anthony Hamilton. No, I'll, I'll find out. Could someone tell me out there if it's, it's Anthony <laughs> Hamilton or or R. Kelly? I but, think they might both been in it. But going back to yes, the um, gender pay gaps. I thought it was very interesting. Mm. Um, it said compared to lower paid employees, high earners experience much. A much larger difference in hourly pay between the sexes. There was a fall in the pay, um, gender pay gap within the managers, directors, and senior official occupation groups in 2020. Mm. Um, this group has previously been identified as having a notable impact on the pay gap. There's a higher pay. I feel like the only reason that's happened though is because of COVID. Do you think so? Yeah, they've had to take, they've had to make cuts somewhere. Um, and it just some of the cuts came from the job. Mm. If that's if that's what it is, I don't think they take cuts from the top. To be fair, it's always the the people that are the main workers that are doing all the work, the ones that suffer, mm. as opposed to um, the management that creaming they cream everything off the top. They get the cream, and everyone gets the dregs. Or maybe the reason why the gender pay gap then has been reduced is because. There haven't been that many managers employed. Maybe. Maybe that's why. Who knows? I'm not too sure. Sorry about that. I'm not too sure. But Joy uh, made a point um, as regards to a to the rainy day fund. Mm -hmm. And she said transparency, transparency is truly very important in a relationship. It's called trust, no secrets. Yeah? No, let's be honest. Everyone's got secrets in their relationship. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think it's like bad, bad secrets you keep from your partner. But I think like there's certain things that you just don't 
feel the need to express. That's okay. Because it's just you're holding stuff, maybe because I can't hold things in. No, I don't mean things like that that you can't hold to yourself. I mm. mean things that happen in passing. And maybe that's not the right word then. Secrets isn't the right word to no. use. I don't know. I, I, I really... Yeah, trust is very important. And you should be able to talk to your other half about most things. In fact, you should be able to talk to your partner about everything. Mm. Good, bad and ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a rainy day fund is not a secret. It's, we did say, though, that should be... Yeah, she says you share it's okay. You share share that you've got it. Yeah. But they don't have access to it. Mm. Mm. This is a bit of a grey area, really, isn't it? I don't know. What are your thoughts, ladies? Do you have, like, a secret stash somewhere? And it's not the fact (coughs) that you've got a stash there just in case your your man's going to go off or something. Mm. But it's just... It's there just as a you know, a buffer or something. I mean, I do squirrel away little bits here and there, but it generally tends to be for something. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, anniversary gifts or mm. stuff for the children or things like that. Rainy day fund, I don't really know if I have a hidden rainy day fund. Mm. Not hidden, but... Or, do yeah. you tell, or would you tell the other half how much you have? <laughs> Evening, Mark Philogy. Um, How are you and Petra doing? Most probably. Really? You tell them. I tell them a portion of it. Well, you wouldn't then. <laughs> if I got like 20 grand, I'd be like, yeah, I've got about 15. <laughs> Stashed away. <laughs> right, in you saying that, in you saying that, we're throwing this question out to everybody, okay? Oh, I love it. So your ex gives you five grand for your birthday, okay? Your current partner says to give it back. Will you give it back? <laughs> so this, okay. All right, there's Olivia. Olivia's calling. Yeah, so that's so true, isn't it? Yeah, I just, you know. when um, Olivia was talking, I was thinking about a programme that I watched and there's quite a few of them where the husband and wife meet, so they meet in university or whatever. Mm. And... Um, somewhere in that beginning of the relationship they either get married or she gets pregnant and she doesn't finish her schooling yeah and she ends up he continues his education he gets a good job and she tends to be um a homemaker Mm -hmm. and a lot of these stories when they turn bad all end up with the woman having nothing and that no one likes to think of the worst case scenario. No likes, no one likes to think about that end result. Mm. But I never understand why the woman always puts herself aside. Like, yes, the children are important. Husband is important. Home is important. But there does come a point where you have to think, okay, we're talking about a rainy day fund. Um, but there does come a point where you do have to think, even if it's not about the money just having something for yourself because you know like he's gone he's got he's got what he needs to Mm. get and he's good yeah often they go off start new family yeah left with a baby you know and like no no education yeah or you you wait till the children are grown up and then you you can restart your life again yeah 
and um, that's that's quite difficult mm. in that sense. So yeah, I, I totally when I'm thinking of it like that now, mm. definitely to put something aside because it's not even thinking about oh he's gonna leave. It's just mm. thinking about like what you said when the children get to a certain age. Even thinking about when the children start going to school. Yeah. When it's just you in the house, you can only do so much cleaning. Mm. You can only do so much cooking. You can only do so much ironing. Yeah. To the point where you have to have that switch where you can just be like, okay, mummy's been mummy, I've been wife, I want to be me now. Mm. Mm. But then that's when it comes to women's empowerment in the fact that so many women these days now, which is amazing, I just, I really take my hat off to all women that are out there trying to hustle and jump on the entrepreneurship. Yeah wagon because there are so many of us yeah. that are doing that yeah. and yeah I, I, when it comes to that empowerment starting their own businesses even though they've got children I know mm. this woman I think she said that her husband did leave her and she she took her last little coins that she had and she went to Dubai mm. and she flipped that mm. she flipped and she's earning six figures now you nice. know so at the end of the day like it does happen it Do does you think happen there's a lot more women now that I'm not focusing on the ones that has has have had partners leave them. I'm focusing on the family unit. But do you think there's a lot of women now that are becoming self-made women mm. because, not because they're bored, but because they're realising that they can't just be a stay-at-home mum. Stay-at-home mum is a job within itself. Of course it is. Yeah. It's a full-time job. But do you think that they're doing that extra thing because they realise... I need something for me. Yeah, a mother wears many hats, right? But I just think that in this day and age, a woman realises that, do you know what? I need my own stuff too. Yeah. You know, and so she will she will work towards that. Yeah. You know, and have have something for herself, like you said. Yeah. It's sometimes a matter of having something for yourself. Yes, you got the kids. Yes, you got the, the man or whatever. Mm. You know, but what do you have for you? Yeah. And a lot of women get lost in that whole family thing, and then the kids do grow up, Mm. and then you're like, oh my goodness. I don't know who I am. Who am I? Mm. So it's a matter of knowing who you are Mm. whilst you're raising your children. Yeah. And hence this is why this whole women's movement, you know, thing has come up, and and no way, way, shape or form taking the man out of the equation, because it's very important to Mm. have your man in the equation. It's so important. But just having something for yourself, and just to give you that, you know that um, that level of growth, that level of self development. Yeah. You know, so I think that's really important and so true. What Olivia said, so so true, about just having that little side plunge. You don't have to di- divulge every single thing. Yeah. You know, and it's not secretive. Like she said, it's cautiousness. Yeah. I love the way that she that she put that. I do remember, like when we got married, um, yeah. someone did give us that advice. You know, you have to have a joint account. You have to have this. You have to have that. Mm. And there are certain things that I understand why um, certain conversations need to be had. I think, like you said, finances are such a big contributor to struggles and stresses when it comes to um, male men and women relationships the married relationship the partner relationship whatever kind of relationship it has such a big effect Mm. i do think you need to have a conversation about the basics of how things are functioning and how things work and i don't think it should be solely on one person to be 
you know, you're at home, you do the finances. No, I do think it should be a shared responsibility because I do also think when the woman is at home, I think the men just kind of, oh, yeah, you you know what you're doing mm. with that. You do it. Um, but then flipping the script now on the men, if she wasn't there, would you know what to do? We were saying that, just paying some bills today online. Yeah. Like, you know, if we was out of the equation... Would you know how to pay your rent? A woman, she's a, she's a doctor, she's a mother, she's an accountant, she's, mm. she's all these things. Yeah. You know, and we, 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 we're very resilient. We do a lot, Yeah, you know, but it, as you said, it's sharing that responsibility as yeah. well. It's funny how we've gone on from gender gap and gender pay gap and you're you a woman earning more than a, a man but mm. really it is shared responsibility yeah however the woman needs to have her little side thing going on definitely. and having something for herself too definitely what are your thoughts out there what are your thoughts on the matter do you agree do you disagree that a woman um should have a side hustle or that you know that a woman that a, a woman can earn more than a, a man and they're, they're happy about it or should a woman be cautious? Is cautiousness secrets? I'm not sure. And we're also throwing this question out there, guys. Your ex gives you five grand for your birthday. Your current partner says to give it back. Will you give it back? All right. So lots of things going on here tonight. And shouting out everyone in the chat room. Chrissy, hi, welcome on board, my dear. Gary and Joanne, Joy. Mark Philogene, Norbert from Castries, and Sonia from um, from East Essen, and everyone locked on from TuneIn and WhatsApp and on Facebook. All right then, Lily. So we're speaking on young people now, right? Yes. We, we really do love our youngsters. And it's quite funny because my nieces were over on um, Saturday mm -hmm. and... I was dumbfounded with something that they said to me, mm -hmm. but I felt that we really needed to cover something on the show um, as regards to young people and their emotional health and also their, not so, so much self-esteem, but the way that they see themselves. Okay. Because my nieces are very beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. They're stunning, absolutely stunning. And to be for them to think that they were ugly, it, it took me aback. Mm. It really took me back, and I said we need to kind of touch on, you know, the subjects because it's all we spoke a while ago about makeup and all that, didn't we? Yeah. Before, and just to know that it's more than aesthetics; it's more than the way we look. Like they, they are naturally beautiful, beautiful girls. Yes, but they're living in a time now when everything is about the aesthetic. Okay, so it's the so appearance. You've got. TikToks, you've got Instagram, you've got goodness knows what other platforms that they're using mm -hmm. um, that have got people that make everything look like, oh yeah, I'm perfect like this all the time. Yeah. And that's what they see all day, every day. Um, so it's not surprising that currently there are maybe quite a few young people who may not think that they're um an Instagram standard. That's what I'm gonna call it, it's an Instagram standard. Well that's all it's all airbrushed, it's not even real though. Yeah, but we know that. Yeah. We know that. But for them, they that's what they're looking at. You wanna look like that person. When we was younger everyone everyone wanted to look like Beyonce. Beyonce don't look like that all the time. Mm. 
Mm. Everyone got their hair done like Beyonce in that soldier video when she had the baggy trousers and the jacket. Everyone wanted to <laughs> wanted to look like Beyonce. I wanted to look like Kelly Rowan, but <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah. had you had someone that you looked at that that's who you aspire to be like. Mm. And now it's not so much Beyonce. It's whichever Instagrammer is or TikTok person is. Um, person of the month. Person of the month. Yeah, yeah. who they're following now that's what they want to look like the beauty of when we grew up yes they were airbrushed but they weren't they were still older airbrushed yeah and the thing that that they apply so much makeup on the face these days you know it says that teenagers they do transition Mm. into obviously adulthood yeah but it's a very hard time for mm. them to transition along with all of those added extra yeah. issues that they've got to face, yeah. you know, what looking like an Instagram model or trying to aspire to, I don't know what it is. I don't think do. it's the amount of makeup that the person puts on, to be honest. I think because we, yes, they looked a bit more natural back when we was growing up, but now I think the age of the person that they're aspiring to be like is closer to them okay when we looked at when we were growing up it was the singers that were a bit older than us mm. you know if we were 12 or 15 at the time that person was in their 20s so they were that much that bit older than us whereas now they're looking at instagrammers and and these kind of people who are closer to them in age that are teaching them how to put makeup on mm. teaching them how to do certain things and when you're a 14, 15, 13-year-old girl that makeup isn't turning out like the girl that you're watching every day, it's going to make you feel a kind of way. It's crazy. But they're not teaching them to go and read a couple of books. Oh, stop it. Come it's true now. though, Lily, come on. No, no but you can't, no, you can't say that. Why because not? It's, that's not the society that we live in now. But yes, okay, when we, when no one was teaching us to read books, when we was watching these TV programmes, no, no one weren't teaching us to do that. Yeah, but you read It was a different in. time. Yeah, but it was a different time. We live in a technological age. So even the it's concept of reading a book, you yeah. don't read books. People go and they listen to podcasts mm. and they listen to audio books. And they read books on their Kindle. Everything is on that one piece of technology technology in your hand. So saying, oh, no one's teaching them to read books. Well, Mm. maybe they are saying, go and listen to my podcast. But that same person that's saying, go and listen to my podcast, has 10 videos that's teaching them how to put makeup. Okay. Or, Or making a nice, funny, funny TikTok where they look amazing in it and it looks like everything's perfect. Because I see this with with... My six-year-old, she's six, she's not a teenager, but she still does things that I'm like, but you're six. That is something that a teenager would do, but it's because of what she's been exposed to. Mm -hmm. And it's not that she's watching big grown women on, on whatever platform she's watching on, she's still watching people who are the same age as her, having certain experiences. So how do you get them ready for society then, if that's the case? Because they are going into adolescence, so they're not quite a young person anymore. They're not quite an older person anymore. They're kind of in between. Mm. And yes, they've got school. They've got to fit into school, you know, and this can become a problem, especially with the technology. Mm. That I don't know. Mind you, you have older students. Yeah. 
Um, but my students, they're not allowed to have their phones unless we're doing something like a kahoot or something like that. Then they can get them out to do that. Mm. But that is a big issue with teachers these days is, is that, that mobile phone and getting them away from it and really getting them to get into the books, to be educated, to, to know that they've got to go out and find work and all that kind of stuff as well. Right? You're looking a bit dumbfounded. She because dumbfounded. Do you know what it is? When I think about... When I think about how times have changed, mm. it makes me think about the generation before. Like, when you raised us, there was a generation before you that looked at us and they, they was thinking the same thing. Oh, the children of today, they're disrespectful and there's certain things we did growing that the generation before thought it was unacceptable but we grew into be well most of us grew into be you know respectable adults now when we look at our youngsters now they're still the same teenagers going through the same issues yeah. that we went through when we were their age it's just now their exposure to things is heightened because of technology. You can say, oh, take away their technology, but what's that going to I'm not saying to take it away, but like even things such as going for a walk, for instance, it's a big deal, right? Mm. For a youngster, but they need, to, they need that exercise. They need to, to participate in some form of sport or whatever. Yeah. But you do not see the youngsters out there, like we used to go play on the football pitch or whatever, kick a ball, go yeah. run around a block or whatever. You don't see that these days. So really? We're in lockdown. Yeah, well, I guess we are in <laughs> lockdown, really. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm being the devil's advocate. Yes. But no, I get what you're saying. You know, and you it's just saying. these kind of things because remember, we're tackling our youngsters' mental health here, mm. right? So all well and good, you've got the technology. Mm. All well and good, you want to sit up and watch TV for however long you want to watch it for. But if I'm really yeah. honest, I do actually think this... So I currently have... Um, I'm aware of someone who's going through something similar when it comes to how they view themselves. Mm. And it is literally because we are now going through a period of time where you are basically being made to listen to your own thoughts. And they might not be positive mm. purely for the fact that you can't, we can't, let's be honest, we can't really do much at the moment, but be on technology or yeah. do certain things um and if you are going if you are between the ages of 12 um even younger and teenage mm. yeah so however high you want to take that number you are going to be on technology you are going to be looking at what everybody else is looking at and you you're either going to be looking at oh that person don't look like me so I don't like what I look like or yeah. that person I don't have what that person has so then you're going to hate the environment that you're growing up in like there's always going to be something that they see someone has that they don't have and they don't have the escape of oh I'm just going to go to the shops with my friends or I'm just going to go and chill at such and such's house or whatever because the people around them may really be rigidly following rules and regulations mm. or they don't have anyone around them that they can go to. They have been hit the hardest. The youngsters are the ones 
that have been hit the hardest during this time period mm. because, like we said before, they want to go out, they want to see their friends, they want yeah. to do certain things, and they are restricted. Yeah. So I guess one way is through the phone, they're going to be on WhatsApp or whatever, yeah. you know. But there's, we've got to prep them for for certain things, you know. And again, growing up in a certain environment, maybe because maybe other other we spoke of Eton and all that kind of stuff. They're mm. probably in their box. There are probably some kids that really want to study, really want to do certain things, but then there's others they don't even want to go to school. Yeah. In this climate, you know. But how? What? what are we I don't to understand though why you why you're relating someone feeling the way someone feels about themselves with them being in their books. How? Because you said you spoke about them being more in their head. Yeah. Whereas if they did read, maybe mm. that that could help them. I used to escaping books yeah but that might not be that might not be their escape their escape might be music Mm. yeah yeah but what because you spoke about Eton they're I don't know I feel like all children regardless of where they're raised Mm. what their social climate is Mm. they're all gonna have these demons and these struggles of who they are as a person how yeah. they feel about themselves as a person I don't think that has anything to do with what books they read or that kind of thing I think it is literally because even you can say it might not be technology it might be that the parents that they're raised by may be very very aesthetic mm. they may focus a lot on what they look like and then the children that are being raised in that household I was thinking, oh, this is the norm, this is what I'm supposed to do, but yeah. I don't look like that. Yeah, but it's, it's a very overwhelming time for them because they're transitioning emotionally yeah. and physically. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest. It's the, it's the physical thing. It's like, yesterday I looked at myself, my face was clear, like, talking about the 12-year-old. Mm. looked at my face, my face was clear, and today I've got a, spot, a spotty face and, and I've, got, I've got to wear braces. Yeah. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful people? What do you think as regards to our youngsters' uh, mental health and how we can help them understand it's their emotional health, how we can help them to transition and not feel so overwhelmed by the emotional and physical changes that they experience? Mm. You know, it's very difficult um, as parents raising youngsters, and I'm sure in this day and age, I'm so glad that I raised you guys like back in the day because <laughs> I don't know if I could manage. I don't know if I could yeah. really cope with it, you know. I think one of the good, um, just looking through some of these points here, when Ooh. it spoke about um, talking about their mental health and how they feel about themselves, is communicating your love for your child is the single most important thing you can do to help them during their teenage years. Yes, this is true, but... I think you also made a good point here where it says building their confidence and self-esteem. Mm. Sometimes, especially in school, a lot of the time in school, you hear, in my opinion, you hear a lot of negativity from teachers. Yeah. That This was my experience from teachers. I wasn't dumb. I really hope that sentence sounded like I wasn't. No, you wasn't. You wasn't. I wasn't. I was, it was their not expectations. Students. It was their expectations of you. 
or but I don't even think know. it was their expectations I just sometimes I did feel like the teachers had it out for me mm. like one of my teachers predicted me a you you mm. what what would that be now a one but this is again it, it's it's like that mindset thing and a lot of teachers do you know they, they don't tackle the classroom with wellness right they go in with a behaviorist kind of uh weight mm. and it's listen to me what i do and half the time what, what, i know when i was growing up i didn't understand yeah what the teachers were teaching me but then if you went back to a home mm. where your parents were like do you know what i get i understand the teacher's got to do this but you don't need to think boom 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 so the teacher's telling you you're dumb mm. remember you just like you, you're not getting this you're an idiot and then you're going home to your parent and your parent is just completely blasting what the teacher has to say and instills in you a different kind of confidence where you may be very unintelligent, but your confidence is telling you, no, I mean, I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't think anyone's unintelligent, that's the thing, because we can all learn. Because I thought I was dumb in school, I really mm. did. But then it was just the approach. Right. It was the approach of the educators right. at that time because, you know, no, the achievements that have been made thereafter, mm. but it took time after that. Whereas, again, it says building their confidence and self-esteem. Mm. I definitely feel that that needs to start from, from home yeah. so that if they do go into a classroom and the teacher tells them that they're dumb, mm. that they can have a good response. Yeah, for that teacher, and I, I will be well within my right to say, you know what, you need to set them straight mm. if they are being negative yeah. in that kind of way. But also, sorry, sorry go on. Su supporting them emotionally mm. as well, because I can't understand how you know young, impressionable, beautiful young girls, but are being influenced. In it's quite negative to me, I think. A kind of negative way what to make them feel inferior yeah yeah but maybe no one's intentionally making them feel like that that's just like i said the, the environment that they're in mm. and when i talk about environment i'm talking about everything contributes to the environment social media your home your yeah. school the person cat whistling at you on the street contributes to your environment mm. If you're just feeling like all of that is negative, then you're going to be affected emotionally, aren't you? Mm, definitely. So it's all about wellness and instilling within your youngster that they are beautiful. Instilling in your youngster that they don't need to look at these people mm. and be influenced by them. But do you think that once they get to a certain age... Mm you know, that's kind of a challenge. Because I think when I look at Jayla, she's very confident, even though sometimes she might say certain things and I'm just like, oh, I'm just talking nonsense. But she's very, she started nursery confident. She's mm -hmm. gone into school confident. Um, but that's because it's instilled from the home. But then I feel like every child goes through that stage where they can have all the confidence in the world there's a point when it becomes, or is there a point when 
that gets a bit lost. School does, because school, school kind of breaks it out of us. Remember, like we'd go jump off the highest thing and just not think twice about something. But as you get older, yeah, your levels of like, oh no, I'm going to hurt myself, I'm going to break my leg, I'm going to, mm. you know, it, this thing starts kicking in. I don't know what it's called, you know, or teachers a bit set, will say be sensible or, you know, and then oh, you yeah. start getting restricted in the way that they think because mm-hmm. young people are very impressionable yeah you know so like it, that's where the confidence comes in mm-hmm. but then when you go to school and your teacher might call you down bang that's a knock at your that's a knock on your self-esteem mm-hmm. you know or certain beliefs or people around you you might get bullied who knows mm-hmm. bang that's another knock on your confidence mm-hmm. and it's all out the window in that sense so this is why building their confidence and self-esteem from home supporting them emotionally from home also providing them safety and security mm. knowing that anything out there you can comp- you can go and fight anything out there mm. and combat anything out there right what's so funny <laughs> i'm sorry that one makes me laugh when you said fighting because mm-hmm. i encouraged jayla to do something once <laughs> right she took it to school and i got in trouble for it mm. She wasn't fighting. I thought she was doing the right thing. She was defending herself. Yeah. Miss, this kid keeps hitting me. Miss isn't doing anything about it. If Miss doesn't do anything else about it, slap him back. Yeah. I mean, it's not the best thing. But this is what I'm saying. We're told, you know, oh, you can't tell your child that. Mm -hmm. But this goes exactly back to what you're saying about the, the school restricting that. Yeah. You know, how far you can go okay. with your child what you can tell your child to do what are your thoughts out there beautiful people do you think it's right to have that scenario that your child is being um bullied at school maybe or someone is troubling them they tell the teacher about it and teacher does nothing do they take the law into their own hands do you tell your child to take the law into their own hands and do what they have to do in order to to stop being bullied mm. Right, let's know. Give us a shout, and yeah, we'll carry on the conversation. Loving, loving the mem in the the chat room. Michael Jackson. Oh yes, he was truly the king of pop, wasn't he? And it's quite funny, Lily, because they've got a musical coming out. It's a Bob Marley musical. Oh, nice. Yeah, so look out for that, guys. There's a this Bob Marley musical, and. Um, yeah, it's going to tickets are on sale for the world premiere of this musical, and it's a stage play. And Cadelia Marley presents Get Up, Stand Up, directed by Clint Dyer. So check that out. I can't remember what it's at the Lyric Theatre, Shaftesbury Avenue, in June twenty twenty one. So let's hope we are out, <laughs> allowed out, and that we can all go and see that. That'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be lovely. When you think about it, a nice kind of tribute to Bob Marley. Mm. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, I'd go and see it. Yeah, okay. most definitely. You know, so continue with that um, discussion there, Lily, mm-hmm. regarding our youngsters yeah. and their emotional health. What pointers, what pointers can we give people? Are, are there parents out there? How do you, how do you help your youngsters emotionally? Uh, to you know go through that that emotional and physical change in adolescence mm. 
and um, how do you find their time on technology? Does that help them? Does it not help them? Does it, you know, is it is it a big problem? Let us know out there. It's 07895-134-713. That's 07895-134-713. I think communication is so important. I think when it's hard to communicate with your parents, mm. um, you're going to sit and go through this struggle on your own or you're going to communicate with the wrong people. Um, and especially in the world where you can communicate with anybody around mm. the world, you know, you want to be so careful when it comes to, um, you know, who your children are communicating with and things like that. But I don't know, by, is there, because we're talking about teenagers, by the time they get to this point, you should have had good communication with them up until this point. Mm. Because well, if it's now it, only it? just, oh yeah, my children feel this way, let me start communicating with them, they're going to think it's weird. It's too late. We've got to catch them while they're young. Mm. Really, because, yeah, there's no point in... I, I remember it was a mother that I saw, she picked up her little one from school, and she was just on the phone, mm. and the little one was like, mummy, 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 and she's like, oh, just squirt, you know? Mm. And she was on the phone, and when it turns around... She's going to be talking, oh, baby, could talk to mummy, talk to mummy, but yeah. you didn't take time to, out to talk to me when I yeah. needed you to talk to me. So when our kids have something to say, it's taking the time out to stop and listen to what they have to say. Mm. And not just, you know, again, that behaviour, pointing the finger, whatever, you know. It's mm. tough, but... I think uh, this goes back to one of our previous chats, though, when we spoke about should you be the parent or be the, be the friend. Mm. When... In my opinion, mm. Caribbean, African, cultural parents tend to just talk at you as opposed to want to sit down and listen and, you know, hear what you have to say. And sometimes I think that's our issue. Our issue is the fact that we think, no, 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 you listen to what I have to say or it's my way or, or there's no way. Um and then that's where the communication becomes a challenge. And I think that's where we have to kind of break those barriers when um, we are talking about communicating with our our children. Because even sometimes I find myself doing it where maybe, you know, the young one wants to have a conversation and it's just like, oh, not right now, mm. you know. Yeah, but you do, you do need to really... It's in those moments where you have to stop and think, no, actually, she wants to talk to me. Let's have a conversation. The world's a very, very different place. It's mm. a very different place. And there's a question there that I've had there that I wanted to pose as well about are British Caribbeans, because I think we're going the other way. Mm. So are British Caribbeans losing their cultural identity? Because are we coming, becoming more assimilated to the European way of life? Yeah. In the fact that we let our children get away with things. A lot more these days. Mm, but I don't think it's back in the you know I don't think it's about letting them. This is this is where we need to really think about our parenting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that have been taken away from us. Mm. So there's you know, we can't smack our children and things like that, which actually I don't know if I agree with 
the whole smacking thing. Um, I'm going to get a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you must do not spare the rod. You know, all I said today and something. I was like, what? So they yeah. said the person that you, you're, you're going against God because he says to use the rod. Yeah. You know, but the rod of discipline, it's a rod of discipline. So it's not necessarily a literal stick or a switch from outside that, you know, that well, you your parents have to you with everything. Or no. belt, yeah, everything, brush, belt. Yeah. Switch, whatever, um, you know. So it's not that. It's a lot of discipline. Disciplining your youngsters, mm. you know. But just... why do we relate discipline to our culture? This is this is what, because this is where where our conversation has kind of turned around in yeah. a circle. It's gone yeah. from have we lost our cultural identity, mm. and then we brought that round to the discipline. Whereas our culture is not just about beating our children but we were speaking about uh, our, our youngsters emotional health yeah okay yeah. not not um and yeah. allowing them because we said we were allowing them to do certain things more as opposed to the old way that our parents used to do it which was get licks <laughs> <laughs> done yeah you know, no yeah. talking just like right Get your back out, you know, mm, how it was, mm, mm, you know. Mm, mm. So these days we speak to our kids, you know. Yeah, I just think sometimes <sighs> beating's not going to get me anywhere. It's not. Do you know what I mean? You know, okay, I know if I go and do this, then my mum's just going to give me tree licks and then I'm going to cry and then I'm going to go back and do it again. Mm, mm. You know, or you just start hiding things, not do that too. You know, doing it behind your parents' back, which... Don't know if all the Caribbean parents knew this, but their children were doing things behind their back. Of course they were. Of course they were. You know, so yeah. it's 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 that. It's how do you find the balance? I think you know everyone laughs and and thinks it's a joke when we talk about how European parents treat their children, but you know maybe we like we want them to take a page out of our book. Maybe we do need to take a couple pages out of their book and. Mm. It's not about oh, corporal punishment try all the time. Adapt our like methods. we said, we're understanding our teens' emotional health, and there were four points there: building their confidence and their self-esteem, supporting them emotionally, providing them um, with a safety and security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maintaining routines and so forth, mm-hmm. and also teaching them resilience mm-hmm. because that's what it is. When we said um, of you going in and teacher tip saying that you're dumb, you teach them resilience to say, "Well, no, I'm not." Yeah, you know, you teach them how to make it through the tough times, all right? Mm-hmm. So you might not feel that you're beautiful, but you are beautiful, mm-hmm. and you will make it through. This is just a time of transition. This is just a time of change, but emotional change and physical change. So if you, we do get acne or whatever, it will go, mm-hmm. right? Or there's ways that we can work things out, mm-hmm. you know? So just, just, just realising that, but just being there for our youngsters because it's it's really an emotional time yeah it is you know it is so girls you're beautiful all my nieces are beautiful (laughs) and youngsters you know looking up to maybe these influencers Mm. all right but remember the airbrush there's filters that some of those filters on snapchat and all that stuff (laughs) they're not real you can't look like that okay it's just i don't know how they do it how they can just enhance the face with those filters, like, you know. A lot of so, so, yes, really? 
No, but I was just thinking about, you know, we raised the question about cultural identity. Maybe mm. that is also a part of, that plays a part in why our, um, our youngsters in particular are feeling a certain way. Maybe they don't really understand, not understand, maybe they don't really know where they come from. And it, if I do think it goes back to this concept of people saying, oh, you're not Jamaican or you're not African or you're not this, you're English. Mm. When actually that is taking their culture away from them. Yeah. But because they're not. They're this yes, we may have the passport or whatever, but what is our culture? Like what where do we come from? What is our food? What is our music? What is our our um cultural attire? It made me laugh when I saw I can't remember which singer it was with Bantu knots and the Jamaican flag. Okay. On her, on her body. She had a bikini on or something. And um, I remember joking with someone and saying, if only they knew what our actual traditional dress looked like, mm, would they still want to go and wear it? Yeah. Because well, in Jamaica, they've got the white dress with the... It's the, tartan. Yeah. It's the, the, <laughs> the tartan kind of... And even um, Montserrat. Yeah. It's all very quite similar. Yeah. It's quite similar, but they just have their... We have the different flags. Mm. But our culture, we all came from Africa. Well, some of us were possibly in the Americas mm. as well. Not all of us came from Africa, but some of us were in the Americas as native mm. Indians. Yes, we were there. And, um, yeah, it was just taken away, taken away. But, but this is what I'm saying. Do we, like, we, we were very, very fortunate. We were raised by parents who we ate our traditional food, we had our grandma that taught us, you know, different cook foods to cook and things like that. And mm. we learned a lot about our ancestry from um, our grandparents as well. So we've had that put in us to do that searching, mm. to find out who we are. And I think it's very important for us now to then instill that in our children. Mm. And it's quite funny because did any of you guys fill in that um, ethnic disparities form? I hope you did. I really do, because it highlighted about that, mm. about culture, and it spoke about the school curriculum. Mm. And what can we do in order to make the curriculum better? Yeah. These are the things that should be in the curriculum. Mm. You know, highlight our culture. Don't just have it as a month. Mm. Have it all year round, you know. And it spoke about things about the police mm. and how, you know, how can we have better communications with them mm -hmm. and just you know so i hope you guys were able to fill in that form um there was a lot of questions but you didn't have to answer all of them you could just took one or two and answered um it has closed but um let's see if anything comes from it we'll see and um we'll just take it from there i mean lily it is the first of december yeah. right 2020 mm -hmm. right and we're near the, the end of this year. It's just like, how crazy? How crazy is that? And, yeah, here talking, it's our show number 18. Uh, I, I can't, I, it's just so... It's gone so quick. It really, really has. And it's we've had very quick. Such a great, great time just coming in and speaking to you all out there, just, just shouting out all the DJs on the station. George, George Flavors, um, Sour Malaysia. And DJ Laro, who will be on from 8 till 10 tonight. Hi, Maureen. Also, DJ Slim, great show last night. 
and um, you can catch DJ Slim on a Monday and a Friday and also DJ Nige who you can catch on a Saturday and Sunday Mark Philogene he will be on from 10 until 12 tonight and Charlie Muir who will be on tomorrow from 7 till 9 along with Darnell who's on from 11 uh, um, sorry, nine until eleven, and the original Mister Fix It. You can catch the, the original original Mister Fix It on a Monday, a Friday, and a Sunday. Ninja Man Lloyd. You can catch him on a Thursday and Sunday, and John J E, who does a great gospel show on a Sunday, along with DJ Caddy as well. You can catch DJ Caddy on a Thursday evening. So check out the All Flavors website. And guys, come and join us in the chat room. We've only got like 21 minutes left. So, um, yeah, come and join us in the chat room and have your say. What do you, what's your thoughts on the comments and things that we've been speaking about tonight? Do you agree with um, tapping into your youngsters' emotional health? Uh, they have put a stay on the Windrush. Uh, not the Windrush, sorry, the deportees. They're mm -hmm. going to, to deport them on Wednesday, but that's had a stay because... The petition was filled out. You mm, see, a petition gets filled out. I think there was quite a lot of signatures on that one. And they've got to hear it in Parliament. Mm. So we can all make a difference. One by one, we can all make a difference. Lily, you wanted to say something? Um, no. No? Okay, okay, yeah. So we can all make a difference. So filling out these forms, remember it's to, to the betterment of ourselves. And really... If we don't do it, then nothing's ever going to change. Mm. Oh, yeah, the sounds of DJ Super D and Mr. Taffa, king and queen. And you know you guys are all kings and queens out there, right? We're all kings and queens. And, yes, that's all one can say on that matter, really. It's just recognising mm. who we are. You spoke, we spoke about our culture, and that's where we've come from royalty mm. and it's recognizing that and just just living that way and working with it as well because yeah we were torn from wherever we ended up here right so we've got to teach our youngsters exactly the same thing mm -hmm. there was a really funny story in the news this week clearly yeah we've got to share it with you guys so you know it was black friday last week right and um this young guy he saw this settee in Argos, for 30 quid Black Friday, oh my goodness, Mrs. is going to be so happy. Anyway, so he buys the settee, and lo and behold, it's for Doll's house. <laughs> yeah. His wife wasn't too happy, she was not too happy. I would be vexed. Her friend told her, she phoned her up and said, you do know that's for Doll's house, right, oh, that settee. No. So obviously it's come. If you still, um, I think it was on the type in Man Argos thirty pound sofa. But hold on, the dolly on the sofa. But this is what I'm saying. He would have seen a dolly on the sofa, or it'd have been in the kids' toy section. No, but he bought it from Argos. But that's what I'm saying. In if it was from Argos, wouldn't it have been in the kids' section? But don't forget. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he saw it online. Like just you know, they have lots of little pictures. And he saw this lovely grey, it's a corner suite by the way, <laughs> corner suite, and um, it was for Doll's house. I think at least he could get his money back in it, get a yeah. refund. Yeah, so guys, not every deal that we see 
from Argos on Black Friday was a good deal. Oh, did he try and surprise his wife with He him? did. He did. He got a bit of a shock. You can't get vexed at that dinner if she tried to. Did it? Her friend phoned up and said, you do know that's for the doll's house. And then you see the little doll sitting on it <laughs> in the picture. I just thought that was hilarious. It was very, very funny. Oh, so I just thought we'd share that one with you. Right. Oh, yeah. So do we have... See, this, after that, I wish week. I picked my other, um, you know, think and grow rich point. Right. What was the point for this week? This week I have chosen... Oh, what number is it? It's number 11. Mm-hmm. And it is the subconscious mind. Okay. So today we've spoken about um, the gender gap when it comes to pay, but we've also spoken about uh, men who have women who earn more than them in a relationship. Should we have our rainy day fund? <clears throat> Do we keep secrets? That kind of thing. The £5,000 question didn't get answered, but yeah, well, that's out there. That's what out there. To beautiful people. Um, Never mind, we might pose it again next week. Yes, but then we've also spoken about the um, thoughts and feelings that our young ones may have. Mm. So the subconscious mind consists of a field of, con of consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded and from which thoughts may be recalled or withdrawn as letters may be taken from a filing cabinet and it speaks about what the seven major positive emotions are and the seven major negative emotions are mm, yeah so for every emotion there's a counteractive emotion right yep. so we've got the five positive now i'm going to start with the negative because we want to finish with finish the positive, positive yeah. yeah so the five sorry the seven major negative emotions are the emotion of fear the emotion of jealousy Hatred, revenge, greed, superstition, and anger. Yeah. Yeah. And then the five, uh, what's saying five? That was seven. Funny number today. The seven major positive emotions are desire, faith, love, sex, enthusiasm, romance, and hope. So for every action, there's a reaction. And I think. The way we, what we've spoken about today, when it, we spoke about how we can, um, you know, give our young ones that self-esteem and help to promote their self-love. One of the positive emotions is um, love. Mm. And it covers everything though, doesn't it? That love? just, it literally covers everything. I know as parents, we say, oh, I love my child. We love our children, we do. But does our love extend us to do, go out of what the norm is. We mm. spoke about um, our Caribbean identity and, you know, we've linked our Caribbean identity to be one of the things is discipline. And as much as we have been raised that way, can we look at it and think maybe there's certain things in that that I may not do the same? Mm. Um, so it's all belief as well, isn't it? It's all mm. the way that we break these negative beliefs and paradigms, these mm. ideas that we're probably grown up with that were made to be right. Yeah. But sometimes they weren't so right. Yeah. Maybe they were wrong. 
So just questioning, there's nothing wrong with questioning things, you know. Mm. And as you said, they're love. There's seven of those. I love that such a good book. If you can, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. Um, love covers everything. Yeah. And especially when it comes to our youngsters as well. Mm. But the love is going to do it for them. Yeah. And sometimes you may say to yourself you love your child mm. but communication do you communicate that with your child not just saying i love you of course i love you you're my child no do we actually sit and have those conversations with them about things that they want to discuss yeah absolutely absolutely so guys thank you so much for your company tonight and i tell you the time goes so quick in the studio if there's anything that you'd like us to speak to you about please just drop us a line Drop us a link. You can always give us a shout on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. And yes, we talk on all different topics. Um, this week we thought we'd just weren't going so heavy with some of the, the stuff because it was quite a lot to get through last week. But remembering those Windrush people, we're still, if the petitions come round mm. and we can um, sign them, please sign up. Mm -hmm. And anything that's to do with us, let's just jump on it so that we can have our voices heard mm -hmm. and we'll see a difference when it comes to that as well. Yeah. yeah. So thank you guys. Another shout out. We'll give a quick, 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 quick shout out to one in the, in the, in the chat room. Chrissy, DJ Laro, who's on next, is on from 8 till 10. Gary, Joy McKay, Mark Philogene, the original Mr. Fix-It, Norbert from Castries, Pele, Sonia, and also guests, 537, uh, George Flavors, all the DJs doing fabulous, fabulous, fabulous job on the radio. Thank you so much for the opportunity here. And if you'd like to, to play on the radio, please just go along to the website, check it out and submit a form and I'm sure that the admin will get straight back to you. So whatever you're doing guys, stay blessed, stay beautiful and we will see y'all on, on the, the other side. side. Take care.